Thank you for being here on the Right Balance Podcast. Cheers to your tequila, your beer, all the above. Uh, Okay, so you're originally Canadian. You're visiting, and you just rented my bike and and just cruised California. Where'd you go? I I stuck to the coast mostly, and it was honestly, that's the most beautiful road I've ever been on, like, all my life. And to do it on that, but your bike is amazing, too, but on that bike... On that coast, it was like an incredible trip. Yeah, and have you done it before, or, or uh, how did you hear about it? Like, was this? No, actually, so a friend of mine used the program that we did to rent your bike, and he told me I got to come here and do this trip. So I just looked everything up and found your bike, which is what I like the best. And appreciate that. Yeah, I just picked that up and just went with it. But how did how did you know to do um, like California and and because P- you you went up through PCH all the way to Santa Barbara Monterey yeah um, which I love I love all those areas um, we were talking briefly about how many people live in California have never been on it from Monterey down or from LA up it's, yeah. it's just mind boggling it is mind boggling to me because like I have, like if you know it's there how have you not at least done it once like it's it was an incredible trip and the only reason all I knew about it is because my buddy did it. In the summer, he came here in the summer and did it and recommended it to me. I extended it a little further than so what your he buddy, did. okay, my buddy, yeah. So he, he's the one that came down originally. What's his name? Uh, Shane Shannon. Shane Shannon. Shout out to Shane Shannon. Yeah, he's thank you. Yeah, he's a good buddy. Yeah, and he recommended this trip, and I'm, I, I love it. Like I, I originally wanted to go to uh, ride the coast of Vietnam, but I didn't have the time vacation wise to do that because everyone says you need more time to go there. Yeah. So he's like, well. Especially when you fly that far and that's, take these 10-hour, 14-hour flights. And that's what it is. Yeah, whereas here, it's, it's what, a four-hour flight for me to get here and then jump on the bike and good to go. I wish it was a little warmer while I was here. It's a little chilly here this time of year, but... Uh, but it been, um, better than at home. Just to justify um, Los Angeles, this is actually one of our coldest winters. That's what everyone keeps saying, yeah, which is... Which is weird, because it's only been like two weeks where it's been really cold. Yeah. But like that two weeks, everybody's like, dude, it's fucking cold. Yeah, everyone keeps saying it's so cold, but like where I'm from, it gets down to like minus 40. So it's, to me, it's not quite summer, but it's like spring or fall. Splash? No, I'm good like this, good. thanks. Yeah, no, no, it's, it, I, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's so cold for us that like shit's falling apart. Like the heater, the hot water is not, oh, really? you know, cause, cause we live in a building and in the building they have like a master water heater for yeah. all the units and it's just not enough to produce right really? now. Cause it's got to keep up with temperature, the amount of units, blah, blah, blah. I, I could tell it was colder for like the local people. Cause as I'm passing like all the road crews that are doing construction, they're wearing like full-on winter jackets and i'm riding in a sweater i got the base layer on but i'm riding in a sweater yeah and they're working in full-on winter coats which is well when you took the bike the first day you were just like all right man i'll see you later i was like what and you're wearing a t-shirt and you're like yeah it's it's okay i might throw on a sweater later or something i don't know yeah no yeah it's it's not too chilly for me but it was a little chilly especially the last couple of days because it did get down in the 40s it was a little chilly yeah how'd you get into uh, motorcycles What's your background on bikes? And uh, so I grew up on, f- like, I'm from farmland and stuff back home. So I grew up on farms on anything with wheels and engines. And then a few years ago, I'm like, a buddy of mine at work, he's like, I want to go get my motorcycle license. I'm like, oh, that's a, like, I've always wanted it too. Yeah. So it's funny. I actually snuck out of work a little earlier than him, and I went and wrote the test that day. The next day we get to work, I'm like, did you get your test? He goes, no, I didn't make it in time. So I showed him mine. I'm like, I got mine. Yeah, done. <laughs> I, just, I went and bought my first bike. and What was your first bike? It was a KTM Duke, the 690. You still got it, right? Yeah. That's I, cool. Which is, when I got my second bike, 
everyone's like, you're going to sell it or trade it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, but I'm going to keep it for at least a year to see how much I ride the two of them. Cause I do, they're way different riding styles. And I do like the style of riding on the, the, the naked bike. The date, the Duke is it's very comfortable ride. So what, what's the other bike? Uh, it's the Harley ultra limited with it, with the custom paint job, yeah, the, the barn shield, the uh, hologrammed inside. Yeah, it's a really nice paint it, job. They just did that for Canada, right? No, it's mostly here. There are only five of them came to Ontario. Oh. I'm from Ontario. Only five of that style that I know of came to Ontario. Yeah. Which is like, I went to a Harley dealership in uh, just outside Santa Barbara. And there's three of them on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, yeah, way, yeah. they're way more readily available here than they are. Well, there was a moment like, I don't know, like six months ago, bike, there was a bike shortage. There was definitely, because we had the same thing when I went in. Originally, I wanted like almost your exact bike. I wanted the street glide with the 117 engine in it. I wanted the uh, the all blackout. Like I, I wanted pretty much the bike that you have. Then I went in because they said like that the bike I wanted. I wanted the, the paint job I got on the street glide as well. But when I went in, I'm like, "Can you order this bike?" They're like, "No, you can't. You can't order this paint job. They've only released so many. Only so many are coming to these dealerships." And like we just got the invoice for the and that street glide's not coming to Canada, so we just got the invoice for the ultra limited. Like literally the day I walked in the dealership, and I'm like, well, what does it take for me to like? Is it claimed yet? They're like, no. I'm like, well, what does it take? Like a deposit. I'm like, done. So I wound up with that bike, and I'm, I've put the uh, kit on to make the beer box removable, so it looks more like the street glide. Yeah, the quick detachable kit. Yeah, which I don't know how much I'll use, but yeah, because I love the look of the street glide over that the beer box in the back. It's too bulky. Yeah, but there's moments you use it. Yeah. Th- that's how I feel about the, the I, I got a BMW GSA yeah. 2020, and I got these huge bags. One's like a 36 liter, and the other one's 32 or 34 liters. It's humongous. It's good for off-roading because, like, if you, like, they're soft bags. So if you drop yeah. it, you yeah. know, between the cage and the bags, you don't care. But between city riding, it's such a, I mean, the B, the GSA is, like, such a wide bike. And, and it looks better without the bags. That's why I kept, that's why I want to keep the KTM, the Duke, is because I ride to Toronto a lot, like downtown Toronto. And that big Harley, I think, would be a little much to drive through the downtown core of Toronto. You know, it, it's 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 funny thing, because I'm bringing it up because it's a, it's a casual problem, you know, the bikes and the traffic. Yeah. Can you split lanes up there? No, not legally. That's so crazy, man. You know, California is the only state in the United States that lets you split lane. See, I didn't know that. So there's a few times when I came to stop signs and stuff, I just stayed inside behind traffic because, first of all, not my bike. And second of all, I'm not used to lane splitting. So I'm like, I'll just stay in with traffic. But then I saw other bikes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the only state that it's legal. But we, like, everyone still does it at home because, I mean, it's not, like, readily known, but cops aren't allowed to chase bikes in Ontario because it's, it's you're they're, it's a potential cause of harm to the rider, so they don't usually ch- unless there's unless the rider is causing damage or harm to others, they're not allowed to chase motorcycles. So I've I've watched motorcycles split lanes like past cops, and they don't even care. Now is that is that? Oh wow, that's because of the experience that you've witnessed it yes. and not happening. But you don't have any cop friends. They're like, yeah, well, you know, what are we gonna do? Uh, I do have cop friends. Aha, uh-huh. yeah, done. Yeah, that's the whole reason of this podcast. We yeah. got. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, no, it, it blows me away. But obviously, bike sales in California are ridiculous. Uh, it's it's probably the biggest in the world. Well, because you can ride here year round, which is like only eleven months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> eleven and a half, which is half. phenomenal. Like my like, both of mine are parked for the winter for me. It's just not time to pull the snowmobiles out yet. So that's why I'm another reason I came here is I needed to needed to get away, needed to ride. So 
this was the place to come. You know, and, 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 and everybody does. Like, you know, people from Europe, all from all across the globe, people come. Um, and, and this is why I'm kind of happy I started doing this, um, this rental thing. You know, I, I initially started it because I finally got the live wire, and I just wasn't writing it. I kind of told you this already, but I just wasn't writing it. And after a while, I was like, you know what? Let me just let me just put it up on a, the renter site. You know? yeah. And and it doesn't. I would think that was going to rent the most because an electric bike that's you know X amount of money is kind of pricey. That only yeah. has a small range. Maybe you know that's more of a bike you want to rent. But uh, the BMW and the Harley, I just listed them and they and they rent all the time. Oh yeah. 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 No, it's. I mean, my rentals went down a little bit because I w- I went up on prices. Okay. Because there there was just moments where I'm like, fuck, you know, some of these, um, some of these rides, you know, you start figuring, you know, you get five rentals, a thousand miles, that's five thousand miles. I need the five thousand mile service going, and then the time that it takes me to service the bike and ride this one here and ride there, and it's like you can't ask anybody to help you. Like, hey, can you ride this bike there and ride that bike there and drop it off at the dealer and pick it up? So now it's like Ubers and and drop offs and the logistics of it. I was like, this is. I have to. I have yeah. to raise the price a little bit because it just doesn't make sense after servicing and tires and blah blah blah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I was even thinking like while I was riding yours, I'm like, it's, you gotta. Be, is it is it tough for you to rent your bike out like not knowing that it's a skill set of the rider that's getting on your bike? You know, in the very beginning, uh, that that's that's very devastating. It's like fuck, man. Like my baby, my bike, whatever. Like and and, and FYI. If I was to do this whole concept, like if I was to buy bikes for the rental purpose, uh, I would keep them stock as fuck. Like keep it stock. Don't do nothing to it. You know, maybe an exhaust just for shits and giggles yeah. and, you know, whatever. But keep it stock. The, 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 what happens is once you start customizing it and, and you start personalizing it, it becomes more difficult. Yeah, it makes sense. But if you look at just on, on rider share, if you look at my reviews and you look at how many times my BMW or Harley have been rented out, my ratings are through the roof. Um, but that's not the point. The point is the people renting my bike are all, I don't know how much you make. I have no idea. Yeah. And I have no idea how much anybody else makes. Right. Okay. But if I'm going to guess everybody's making $125,000, $150,000 plus a year. Yeah. Easy. If you're booking a bike and paying fucking $1,000 for a few days, yeah. buying a plane ticket, taking a $90 Uber or whatever from the airport, fucking grabbing this, grabbing that. Oh, I forgot a helmet. I'm going to buy a helmet. Oh, I forgot gloves. I you know, gloves. gloves. You know, oh, I need my boots don't match this jacket. Like, like you know, I got people coming from Mexico and yeah. Ecuador and, you know, like it's, it's so insane. If you're somebody at that status, you're not worried because the worst case scenario is oh my bike fucking crashed or it ate shit number one are you okay yeah okay cool number two there's like two three insurances covering it that's true yeah, you know, yeah there, there's good. the insurance you purchase there's the insurance the website backs it up just in yeah. case i have insurance on the vehicle like the worst thing that's going to happen is i'm going to get a new bike and it's going to take time to like yeah whatever which is it's funny you say that. So, like, I'm, I have a snowmobiler, too. So, last winter, a buddy of mine rented a motorcycle. No, sorry, a, a snowmobile. Didn't even make it. That's converting to miles. He made it. Didn't even make it three miles down the trail. Rode off a brand new snowmobile. Is that 6.6 kilometers? It's five, it is about five <laughs> kilometers. <laughs> five <laughs> kilometers. <laughs> yeah. So they literally they had to tow it back 
to the rental place. And they get there, and it's this nice place, and it's got the cabin. And the guy walks in, and he looks at me, and he goes, are you okay? He goes, yeah, no, I'm fine. But he goes, I'm sorry, but your machine, like, it's, it's scrap now. He goes, yeah, it happens. Do you want another one? Like, yeah, and keep he, he looks at him, and he goes, no, I don't want another one like that. But he's like, he didn't even hesitate, just offered me another snowmobile. And, and, and that's the thing. The thing is that, that the norm for for people's mentalities is like, oh, man, you know, I'm going to save up money. I'm going to buy this car. I'm going to take care of this car. Oh, I changed the tire. Like, I'll tell you, here, this is a funny story. I turned 18 years old. Uh, I got my license late, which is crazy because, anyways, I got my license late. But, anyways, I'm 18 years old. Go to a dealership. I, I got like four grand to buy a four thousand dollar car, right? But then they're like, "Hey, you know, we can run your credit. Maybe you qualify for more." And yeah. blah blah blah. And I was like, "Really? Like, oh geez, like okay." So they run my credit, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we can get you qualified." And they had this uh, nineteen ninety nine Mustang, and it was the I think it was the ninety fifth anniversary edition. So I had fucking ring, the newer body style, yeah. blah blah blah. Anyways, I get the Mustang red, okay. Uh, a few weeks later, I buy rims. I'm like, I want to get, I want to get the cool rims, you know, because I got the cool body, but I got the dumb rims. Yeah. So I find somebody selling some Cobra rims, and I'm like, I want those rims. And he's like, Dude, the tires are done. I go, Fuck, I don't have the money for the tires until like my next paycheck. But I want those rims, so fuck it, give me the rims. So he gives me the rims. I installed. I was working on a cell phone. It was uh, I think it was Pack Bell or fucking a singular wireless, one of those, and. Ericsson just introduced the first Bluetooth technology car setup. Yeah. Take that. And so I set that up. I had remote start keychain, you know, yeah. and then I had this uh, Citizen half digital watch and half analog watch. So I would like, I would have the key in my pocket and be like, guys, check this out. Ignition on. And people are like, fuck. 18 years old, right? Yeah. So, um, Long story short, I'm, I'm driving daytime, blah, blah, blah. I get into this accident. I spin. The fucking car gets smashed. I take down like fucking 40 feet of fence. It wraps around and takes down the fence. I hit a, an electric pole from the back. It smashed the back end so much that the telephone pole was like by my head. Really? My seat had smashed back. And I was like, if it didn't hit the, the, if it didn't hit the back and hit my side. Done. Done. Yeah. Anyways, the point of this, I started crying and panicking, like, fuck, man, my car, my car, my car, my car. Finally, I made it home. I was like, mommy, I go, you know, like, my car. And she's like, oh, as long as you're okay, you want dinner? And I go, dinner, that's all you care about, dinner, my car. Anyways, I, I stressed out so much. And then my older brother was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, dude, my car, yeah. I'm about to pay for this, and, and I don't have it anymore. And he's like insurance is for and i'm like what so that's what insurance is for they're gonna pay it off and i'm like what do you mean they're gonna pay it off like i fucked up and yeah they pay, and they pay it off and people don't get that and the point is another quick story when toro came out you know the the car rental company yeah. you guys have, the, have that yeah. up there yeah so a buddy of mine he had fucking three luxury cars he's like i'm gonna put my luxury cars really yeah, yeah i'm gonna put them on. so he started putting his cars Everybody else that had luxury cars, Mercedes and BMWs and, you know, Land Rovers, are like, I'm not going to fucking, like, I paid $1,200. Long story short, after two years, he moves to Vegas, buys a house. Now, years later, he's got, like, 50 cars on Toro. 
He bought a car wash because he fucking was buying like everything else. Yeah. And he's expanding and growing more on Toro. Or Airbnb. You know, I, I can't rent my house. It's a stupid mentality. It's a stupid mentality. There's people that can't pay their rent and they'll be like, oh, I, I don't want to rent a room yeah. in my house. Which is a, a guy that I work with. He, uh, he uses Airbnb and he like, for the first bit, like lived out of his basement and Airbnb his house. But now he's buying a second house and Airbnb in both places. I'm like... So that's a lot of assets you've got right there just for a little bit of sacrifice, for a little bit of time in your life to rent your place out. He's like... And isn't that every business or every job? Don't you trade your time for money? Don't you trade your space? Uh, There was a guy I met over the weekend. He just bought a GSA. I took my my BMW for service. And, uh, you know, I started talking. I'm like, the guy's had some cool gear and I was like that's some cool gear and he had like a nice bag I was like dude that's a nice bag you know and then he's like oh yeah so we exchanged numbers and I was like uh he pulled out two phones and he pulled out an iPhone 13 and he pulled out a fold and I was like that's weird man I have an iPhone 13 and a fold and who who has like yeah. <laughs> carries two phones and anyways the more we talked it was like he had three bikes I was like I have three bikes and like yeah you know like I like your bag because I have the older version of that bag. <laughs> like, anyways, we just kept talking like that. And then he looks at me. He's like, I've never rode a motorcycle. I go, what? You're buying a $30,000 motorcycle? You never rode a motorcycle? He's like, well, because he has the Can-Am. You know, the Can-Am, the three-wheel bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's spider. no gears. The Spider. Yeah. yeah, there's no gears. It's just. Yeah. And then he's got, like, another fucking smaller scooter. Like, what? The Groms or something? Okay, yeah. So now he bought a brand-new GSA Oh, fucking, uh, what was it? The trophy edition. Beautiful color scheme. I'm looking at this bike like this. is Beautiful. And he does not ride. And now he's going to, he's about, you know, he's like, hey, give me some information on classes and this, that, that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you that information. Anyways, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. And I don't know how I got into that topic. But. Yeah. What is, what's the process to get your motorcycle license in the States? Uh, well, there's two ways of doing it. The w- one way is uh, practice your written test, go to the DMV, and then do the driving uh, yeah. through the cones, which yeah. most people don't do. Um, the other option is uh, do the written test, take a class. It's, yeah. a, it's a one-day or two-day class, and then after you're done, you get a certificate if you pass the class. You don't have to do the written t- or the, the writing test. And that's that's full license? That's full license. Okay. Yeah. There's an extra step in, in Canada, yeah. So you get, you like... They call it your your M one and your M two and then your your full M. Whiskey? Yeah, sure. Kind of weird to mix it up, but no, it's you're not riding anymore. Oops. No. <laughs> yeah, so they uh, but it's, it's two courses. It's two two day courses. Like when you go like your M one DMV or you can do both ways. Actually, if you do the DMV, you still have to do. So there's an you go in to write your M one, and then you go in to the DMV to do a, like a cone test for your M2 and then it's a road test for your final M. Okay. But if you do the courses, it's pretty much a guaranteed license and you do learn a lot in the courses as well, like technical stuff and turns and all these kind of things. So the courses are very helpful to get through, but there's just one extra step for us than there is here in the States. Uh, this is a statement I talk about all the time, almost on a lot of episodes. Um, and this statement that I say is my experience. And um, how long you been riding? Eight years. Eight years. Uh, 20 years I've been riding. Okay. This is just a statement. You tell me if you agree, disagree, uh, and why. I believe 95% of motorcycle accidents are rider error. 
all in all, for sure they are. No, I agree. The only thing that I see, like a big contributing factor, even on your bike on the way here, which is a very loud bike, I still had a car change lanes into me. So you back off, let them in, and then he saw me after the fact. But, like, there is a lot of, I think, it's it's still a human error, but it's I see a lot of other, they just don't see bikes for some reason. Not at all. No, we're no. invisible. But, yes, I agree. A lot of times the motorcycle accidents are because the riders may be riding a little more beyond their capabilities. Yeah, or the bike's capabilities. That's true, That's too. That's true, either. Yep. Either or. Not always one or the other, but either or. Yeah, and and the and that's what I tell people when um, they're like, "Oh, loud pipes save lives." I'm like, "Time out." It doesn't. Time out. I know what they mean. Yeah. What they mean is, in traffic and heavy traffic, going between 15 and 30 miles an hour when you're trying to force your way through traffic and you're revving your motor, people hear you. Yeah. But after 30, 40 miles an hour, the sound's behind you. Yeah. Which means it's behind them. Right. And they don't even hear you till after you pass them. You know, and that's something that people don't don't think no, about. No, they don't, they don't get that. No. A lot of times, because like, you'll check your mirror, but a lot of times the bike is moving a lot faster, so you'll check your mirror, there's nothing there, and then seconds later, there's the bike is there, and you're while well, you're changing lanes. Like, you just don't see them coming. I mean, I've had that happen to me where I've checked my blind spot, there's nothing there, and I halfway into a lane, all of a sudden, there's a bike there. Just because they, they can carry speeds so much faster than most vehicles can, right? Well, that's 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 number one accident in... in in LA slash California, it's the T-bone. And what's going on with the T-bone? Typical um, accident. A guy's going to make a left turn. He sees a bike way, way up there. Doesn't imagine he's going 60, 70 miles an hour. He goes for the left turn. This guy, the bike T-bone. That's the number one accident. And then the second biggest accident is turns. When you're going through the canyons and yeah, stuff, yeah. people take the turn too wide or too hard or they don't prep or they don't have enough brake and they go over. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because, like, even, especially if, if you're switching if you're switching bikes, which people probably like to do when they, they when, I, when you go somewhere else, you want to try something different, right? Yeah. And luckily, I've got the experience on the naked bike and the, the Harley as well. Because if you went right from a street bike or a naked bike and hopped on a Harley, it is... It's a way different riding style. So if you're not used to it and you hop on it and drive right into one of those canyons, it, it, it's, you're putting oh, yourself huge. in danger. Yeah, it's this is this is where I brag. This is where I brag because the live wire is like a naked bike, a naked electric bike. Yeah. The street glide is the street glide, and then the BMW is like a tall stand up, like yep. big wide. I can ride. I'm at a point in my life where I can ride either bike through any traffic, split lanes, go yeah. through canyons. Like I, I'm automatically just like. It doesn't make a difference to me. Which but it's is good. a huge difference. It is a huge difference. Like I said a statement that I wanted to correct myself from other podcasts. There was a statement that I made recently that I said, for the first time in my life, because of LA's traffic, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that for the first time in my life, I feel safer on a bike than a car. And the reason I said this is because the moment you're in a car... And, and there's just somebody that just wants to like, hey, what are you doing? Or, you know, gets in front of you or you cut him off accidentally or you got in front of him accidentally, whatever the case is. Now that guy's there. Like, you know, because you cut somebody off, they didn't disappear. Yeah. They're there. And if they're a piece of shit or they want to act out or lash out, they're going to be on your ass and you can't do nothing. And if there's an accident on the freeway and the freeway shuts off, yeah. you can't do nothing. On the bike, you 
can get away. A motorcycle, you'd be like, oh, dude, this guy's crazy. Let me get away. Yeah. You, you can avoid that. And, and then what I want to correct from that statement is, with my experience, with 20 years of riding, I feel safer on a bike right. than a car. Not that everybody should get, because some people are like, what? That, that doesn't even make right. sense. So it, with, with, with the right experience, I see a bike being more beneficial than driving a car. Yeah, especially because I've also noticed, like, in, in the States, you're, like, your cities are a lot... There's so many that are closer. Like, in, in Canada, where I'm from, like, your next nearest city is a couple hours drive away, whereas here, they're just down there, like... You're more populated for bigger areas down here, which is so your highway systems get crowded very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Here's the thing. I, um, there, there's a there's a guest I had on the podcast. He does fun facts about Los Angeles. He just did a fun fact on. You see, L.A. downtown L.A. is like three million, but the county is 10, 11 million. Oh yeah. And he just did a status on just the, on just the valley. So this is considered the valley. The Valley's like number 12th most populated city in the U.S. Really? So L.A.'s super is one of the most populated cities in the world. And then next to it is the whatever, 10th, 11th, 12th most populated city in the world. So you're right. Every every city you go to, it's just more and more and more and more. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, as, as you left L.A. and then you went to the Valley, but then I went through like uh, Malibu and then Oxford. Well, you went 101. How bad was it when you left here and went up 101 past the, the 405? The 101 was horrible. Yeah, it was slow the whole way. And then I got off to, Pan, uh, what's the name of the canyon? Topanga? Topanga. Topanga. I went down there into Malibu, and after that, traffic opened right up. But yeah, that, you know why they call the 405 freeway the 405, right? No, why? Because you're on it for four or five hours. Yeah. <laughs> you're going four or five miles per hour. Yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was slow, and it was probably rush hour on Friday when I took off, too, right? Like it was around, oh, yeah. no, like midday Friday. Yeah. yeah, and when you go on the 210, when you go east, like to Vegas on Fridays, I mean, it's it's a seven-hour drive. It's, it's a from a four-hour, it's a seven-hour drive. Just because it's so many people, right? A little, I've traveled a little more like the next over the last little bit, in the next few years too, than in the past. <clears throat> past because I'm like, why not? Like, like life's too short. Enjoy it, like, and seeing different places. It's just, it's incredible what you can see when you go to different places. Yeah, like I said, so I get, I, I'm skiing in uh, western BC in a few weeks. And then I'm going snowmobiling for a week in, uh, like, northern Quebec in Canada for a week uh, towards the end of February. And then towards the end of next year, I'm actually going to go, uh, I'm hiking uh, Machu Picchu there in Peru, which I'm wow. I'm pretty excited for that one. That one will be fun, too. That, that's going to be intense. And I'm hoping, because we're there, we're there for 10 days so you're then like camps all over the place. I'm hoping to find a place there where I can rent a bike too at some point and just go for a ride. And may I ask what you do for work? It gives you this kind of schedule and freedom. So, uh, so I'm a construction manager. So I manage a, a company I work for does high rise glass all over North America, which is pretty cool too. Cause like with the company I've traveled, I've lived in Texas for almost two years. I was in Washington DC for almost a year. I've been in Florida on and off for a few months we're actually looking at a job here in California. I might have to come back in a few weeks to go to go take a look at a job here downtown LA. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's been pretty good. I started off like very low in the company and just stuck with it and worked my way up and it's paid off for me and I get I get I get uh, 3 4 weeks vacation a year to just go and travel and do what you know, whatever life brings your way. Yeah. yeah. Uh random question. Uh, I just read an article yesterday that um, 
Texas is going to freeze right now because <laughs> the temperatures are dropping and they're kind of not prepared for that. Uh, being Canadian, what, what are some of the problems you see and being in construction, what are some of the problems you see that are causing that? Uh, it's, it's a different world if you're not used to it because we're used to it. So we just salt everything or we have heaters everywhere and stuff to keep everything warm, which is funny was that when I was in Texas, they had an, an ice storm come through when I was working there and I'm on the job site with a few other like other guys that are from Canada and we're sitting in the parking lot and there's nobody else there. And we get a phone call from everybody like, oh no, the job's shut down. We're like, what do you mean the job shut down? Well, because the ice, nobody can get in. We're like, well, like, well, we're here. So yeah. we just left and we went back. But like everything there, when it gets cold, like when it freezes like that, they just, they, which is understandable. It happens once every five, 10 years. They just shut well, down. I think, I think last year when everything froze because the pipes froze and they busted. Yeah. Uh, I think they didn't have anything like that since like 1988. Okay, yeah. And now this year is heading Back towards. that way. We were there one day, and uh, it got down to around, like, I think it was less than 30 degrees. And our workers are calling us, because we use, like, mini cranes and stuff for installation. And they call us, and, like, it's too cold. Our crane is frozen up. And, like, we're on the phone with them. I'm like, you know you're lying to the wrong person, right? Like, what do you mean? Like, I've used this machine at minus 20 before. It's not frozen at... 30. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just because they were too cold and they didn't want to work. So they're trying to blame the equipment. It's too cold for the equipment. Don't, don't they have heaters inside? Not so much Texas. No, because they're not. Well, in the cranes. Oh, no. It's just, uh, it's such a small crane. It's operated from the exterior. It's just like mm. a handheld yeah. remote. You take. Yeah. So it was all user error. User error. Yeah. But they were just, they just, it was just too cold for them. <laughs> I'm like, look, guys, if you don't want to work because it's too cold, go home. But don't blame the equipment because you're lying to the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, in Ontario, you guys get like good two, three months of like fucking ice, like oh, yeah. almost miserable in a sense. No, you got to learn to enjoy it. Like I, for me, I love Canada because I love all seasons. Like I just, I love the winter and I love the summer. Like in the winter, I snowmobile, I skate, I ski, I snowboard, I do anything you can do in the winter, just because I enjoy doing it. So if you find the enjoyment in it, it's fantastic but a lot of people that don't like getting outside in the winter they they yes they are miserable they complain it's cold it does suck to work outside for an eight ten but hour it's, day. It's, it's it's a it's a special person yeah to get to like it like yeah you would have to admit that yeah no, like, i know yes there's not many people maybe 10 percent of canadians actually get out i mean maybe more but like get out and actually play or well, skate or ski and do stuff like that in the winter because it's it, it is cold and it is uncomfortable but Learn to enjoy it. Yeah. It's yeah. The thing is, um, I like snow for two days. <laughs> for two days. And I like it even more watching it. Like if I had snow here and watching it, I'd be like, this is, this is great. Yeah. This is beautiful. And, and I don't mind skiing, but like if I could ski where, you know, like I, I was in Dubai and, and you've heard about Dubai, the, the snow place right they, 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 the, in the mall they've got the biggest I think, the biggest interior ski hill i think in the world hill yeah with with a lift yeah it's got a lift yeah and then it's got uh, a village yep on the bottom on the bottom there's a village for kids and and then you the kids you you bring in your kids they they suit them up you know and they play all right i'm gonna go shopping yeah i'm, I'm gonna go to zara yeah. victoria's secret hugo whatever the case is and you go shopping do 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 it and your kids playing in the snow 
In the middle of a desert. Yeah. <laughs> in it's, the UAE. It's what? It's probably like 25 degrees where the snow is, and you step outside, and it's probably, what, 90, 100 degrees? Yeah, it gets there. Yeah. yeah. It gets there. Uh, it, fucking insane. So so that, that's, that to me is fun. Yeah. You know? And then and then after that, you go to the other mall. That, that's the Mall of Emirates. The Mall of Dubai has got an aquarium. And the aquarium, you can walk inside of the aquarium where the fish are surrounding you. And then you can walk around the aquarium and you can look at the fish. And then you can take a boat on the aquarium. That's pretty and cool. And look at the fucking sharks. You want to jump in? We got scuba gear. You can jump in the aquarium. Really? And then as you exit, there's a fucking zoo with like bats and owls and tigers and leopards. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, this is exiting the aquarium. And when you exit that, you're back in the mall. And there's a fucking GameStop. <laughs> right in front of you and then down the hall there's an ice skating ring I'd like I'd like to see Dubai Dubai does things pretty extreme Dubai's fucked look I'll tell you the funniest moment I had in Dubai uh, I, I went a few times and there was one time that I went and we're looking so the Burj Khalifa is the largest building the tallest building in the world yeah. and now there now there's other families making stuff that's even taller yeah, whatever because it only beat out Toronto had the CN Tower, which was the tallest for the longest time. Like, it was only beat it. But Iran then beat it with the Kingdom Tower. Yes, yeah. And then Dubai beat it with the Burj Khalifa. Within, like, a couple of years. Like Oh, quick. so quick. And, they, you know, and the crazy part is they did it with, it's the tallest building in the world. And it, it's, I think it cost only $1 billion to make. Because they can get their labor so cheap. Yeah. Because they get their labor so cheap. Yeah. Like, people don't understand what a big deal that is. But, like, just, just to put it in perspective... They just built a resort, um, resort world, I think it's called, in Vegas. Uh, the new casino they built out there in front yeah. of the wind. They kind of look like the wind, and then they sued them. They said, you can't look like us. You have to be different. Uh, they built that, and that thing, a, a casino, whatever, like, you know, a decent-sized casino, it costs like 6 or $7 billion, where the Burj Khalifa is the tallest building in the world, and it costs... One billion because of labor laws. And now they're building another family. That's the Amar family. Now there's another family building a Creek Tower. But that one's not a building. It's a tower because it's going to be suspended like on cables or something over the creek. And they said that's going to be the biggest structure overall. And that will be done like in 2025. Really? Isn't, yeah. isn't Dubai building like this mega structure that's like a wall right now? Yeah, the... Um, I think it's called the wall. Well, yeah, because I, I saw they've actually, they've actually started construction on that. Yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. The amount of resources it takes to to build. They got it. They're building man-made man-made islands. You saw the world island. Yeah, right? I saw that's pretty cool. Yeah, the stuff they do is just it's incredible. Yeah, my my brother was in the uh, he was in the navy, the USS Abraham Lincoln um, aircraft carrier, and he he did the. He did two or three trips where you go out for six months, and they went to Dubai. But this was like in '97, and he has pictures of Dubai. Of I mean, you can go online and find pictures. And it's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And now, I don't know, man. I keep bringing it up, but it's like the safest country in the world. It's where all the money's at. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's weird. It's weird to go to a country where everybody has money. And everybody wants to invest and everybody wants to do something versus where you, you know, like just an example in America, there's people that have money, but it's, you know, it's a lot of old money. Yeah. So they want to be conservative. They want to protect the money. They don't yeah. want to invest the money. They don't want to try things out. So when you, when you start a business and you want to look for opportunity or investors, it's hard. And Dubai, it's like, 
I think in 2018 or 19, they spent $55 million on, on influencers. They were like, here, we'll fly you in, post it, record it, you know, like, we'll pay you money here. Just do it. You know, like, that's that's where they're at right now. Yes. Family-wise, it's good schools. Yeah, that's that's the, um, the mailbox. There's a Amazon mailbox oh, thing okay. behind this wall. So that's the... Um, Gotcha. You know, and this is why I have this time slot like blocked off on my side. Like uh, this and Wednesdays. Wednesdays there's a fucking garter. What's your uh, What's your goals? What are you looking at? What are you gonna do in uh, five, ten years? Do you have goals, or you're just living life day by day? To be honest, right now I'm just living day by day. It's to see what see how things go. Like I obviously like, there's some stuff like I want to do like living wise. Like I'm looking to like. Property and stuff in Canada right now is through the roof. Like where I'm from, everywhere, it's insane. Everywhere. So I'm looking for like a few acres, and I want to build like a shop with a loft in it. You know, you said acres. <laughs> acres. What do you guys call it here? Well, no, it's acres. Acres. But like nobody can imagine to even buy acres in LA. Well, like so, impossible. So like where I'm born and raised, my parents own 100 acres. Wow. My parents live on 100 acres back home. So that's where I came from. And I moved closer to the city, not into the city, because it's too crowded for me to, like, live in those areas. But, yeah, I want to, like, between two to ten acres to build, like, a big shop with some, you know, dirt bikes and stuff and just have fun and build, like, a live-in loft in, inside the shop. That's, like, what I'm looking to move into now. But, like, in the area I, I've got a, that I want to move to, there isn't even land for sale because of just how crazy the market is right now. It's nuts. No, no Dwight. Wait. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's going to drop. Yeah, 2023 so just, is going to be, like, yeah, messy. I, I'm not in a rush. I'm just taking my time until hopefully things work out. You're not Russian? No, not Russian. <laughs> can you see Russia from Ontario? I'm kidding. No, you cannot see Russia from Ontario. <laughs> um, what was your favorite experience, like, your, your top, top-notch experience from, from this ride that you just did? Because you, you, today's Monday. You rented on Friday. Yeah. What, what was the highlights, the biggest highlights and t- tips, and what would you um, advise yourself if you were to redo it? Uh, honestly, that, that coastal highway was definitely definitely the top. But you can the go PCH. Like, yeah, because you're like, yeah. all of a sudden, you're at sea level looking at the water, and then literally five minutes later, you're 700 feet up looking down at the ocean, which was absolutely incredible. Uh, tips I would give out, which maybe my buddy didn't have when he did this road, would be watch out for rockfall. Because it's even though it's just small pebbles and stuff and on your bike, uh, twice I had the tail end jump a little bit because I hit I hit pebbles going around turns. Yeah. So it, you've got to really keep an eye out for that stuff when you're going around those turns because it could be, could be fatal. Like that's... Yeah. And I saw that the whole, like, uh, there's crosses all the way along that trail where people have definitely gone over and stuff has happened. So it's, you just have to just, be aware of what's going on on the road. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was, the trip was good. I stayed in a very nice resort in uh, Monterey. Monterey is a very nice place as well. To to be honest, I wish I had a little more time to spend in the locations where I went to versus, because most most of my time was spent on the bike, which is what I was here for. Yeah. But if I had more time, it would be nice to spend time in. What what resort did you stay in Monterey? Uh, Monterey Plaza. Hold on, I got it. Palazzo. I took I took a picture of it so I could the resort so I could figure out how to get back to it. <laughs> no, not that one. 
Yeah, Mon- Monterey is um, it's such a great place. The the thing was the reason I the, the reason I wasn't a big fan of Monterey when I lived there it's because I was like in my twenties. And it's like everybody knows everybody. So if you dated somebody, everybody knows you're dating them. And if you break up with them, everybody knows you broke up with them. And if you date somebody else or their friend, yeah. everybody knows oh, you're really? <laughs> Oh, it's like, it's like small town. Yeah. Did the, you find out the name? The Monterey Plaza Hotel is where I stayed. Yeah. It's a very nice place. Yeah. Did, did you pass by the aquarium? No, I didn't. No. Oh, they have a nice aquarium. Clam chowder? I got in there towards the end of the day. I, I saw that. So when I went downstairs, I'm like, where's a good place to eat? And she told me all these amazing places. And I like whiskey and stuff like that so I'm like where is a good place for whiskey and she's like oh there's the whiskey club downtown you've got to go there if you like whiskey I'm like do they have food she's like nope I'm like well okay is there somewhere close to there that has good food and she told me to go to uh, Monterey Brewery which is great beer and great food so I went yeah that's what I did that night I went there and to the whiskey club and it's, it's but yes yeah, so I did I wish I had more more than just like the night yeah in that location yeah fun fact um Carmel, right next to Monterey, uh, is the Clint Eastwood was the mayor, really of Carmel. Okay, okay, and rumor has it he was the last person to ever get a concealed weapons permit to have a gun in Carmel, Monterey. Really? Yeah, yeah. Again, those are the rumors of living in Monterey, but uh, but that was pretty well known. Yeah. And then there's another part in Carmel. Carmel's really nice area, really nice. But there's there's a certain part where the Spanish were, and they have like they, their streets are made out of stones, and they have a no high heel uh, law or regulation for for females so they don't fuck up the break, historic. Break. Oh, so they don't. Oh, really? It's not for their protection. That's for the protection of the road. No, it's for the protection of the road oh, to okay. conserve to, to conserve it. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, no. The, the 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 central coast is fucking beautiful. Oh, it is like if I do, I do wish I had more time. I would have loved to have made it into San Francisco for a day too. Oh, fuck, San Francisco is a shithole right now. I, I I I used to love like you know Dean Martin has that song. I left my heart in San Francisco, yeah. but um, and that's how I left San Francisco. But now, fuck, man, it, it's a nightmare. There, there's an app. It's called, it's like a feces feces app. Of when you walk, there's like human feces on the floor and you have to report it so the city cleans it up. And when you go on the app, you're just like, <gasps> the whole fucking city's buried in fucking shit. Really? <laughs> like, oh, it's, 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 it's a nightmare. Which is like, I've been to New York City. I've been to New York. Like, it's not nice. city, but it smells horrible. No matter yeah. where you go, that city has a bad smell. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's parts. I, I, I've been to India. Okay. And India's, you know, I expected it. You know, I, I went with my classmates. We went for our international trip, and people were like, oh, my God, this is gross. And it's like, oh, my God, I, we kind of expected this, you know. So I kind of, like, accepted it for what it was. Yeah. And then we passed by the slum areas and stuff like that. But uh, New York, yeah, there, there were some stinky areas. There were some stinky areas. I guess it depends on the, the time of year that you go to. Yeah, it could be. Because in the summertime, I'm sure, because of the heat and the humidity, it's going to be gross. And then in the, in the fall, it, it, like, cools down. And then the winter, who cares? It's all covered in ice anyways. So yeah. When did you go? Summer? Uh, late summer, yeah. Yeah, so it was warm when I was there. So that's... Yeah. You know, it smells the worst. But it's funny, like, 
because you said the slums and stuff. Because when I was in Texas, I was living in a very nice neighborhood when I was in Texas. But you could drive like 10 minutes down the road. What part of Texas? Oh, I was in uh, like Galveston, like south of uh, south of Houston. South Houston, okay. And you could drive short distances and find people living in like 10 houses. Because it stays so warm, they don't need insulated walls or anything like that. So they can live in... Because of the human heat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's funny to see a somewhere where people can live literally in nothing because which is also the other thing like i've noticed in some neighborhoods you can tell people put more money into their vehicles than they do their house or where they live like their their driveway is like a pristine concrete driveway where you can pull in and park your cars and they live in a shithole house but they're they're driving like a lamborghini but have like a house that probably cost them ten thousand dollars that's fucking funny yeah that's my my um my grandfather had had a an expression or saying something like that, and he would tell me he goes uh, during my years people had to invest in a nice suit to get a nice job right you know nowadays people have to invest good money into their car to get a good job yeah because that's what gets you to the job that's what allows you to expand to different jobs you have a nicer car people. Which is so, to that point, so I just got a new truck. And where I'm from, I grew up on farms. So, like, I'm, I, I can't not own a pickup truck. But I went in. Sure, a little bit more. Yeah. Why not? You're not driving. I'm not driving. My flight's or later. riding. My flight's later. So, I uh, went to the dealership to look at my truck. And uh, he's like, what are you looking for? I'm like, to be honest, this is what I want. And he goes, okay he goes well this will be the price and i went home and i'm thinking about it, and like it's a very expensive truck it's a couple thousand more than you know you should be spending a truck but then i'm thinking like i put a lot of miles for work i put a lot of miles on my truck i'm in my vehicle a lot i'm like i'm probably in my truck more than i actually spend time like in my house versus sleeping in my house but like in my house i'm probably in my truck more so i'm like i'm gonna get what I want to drive to work like why not like it's yeah. it's where I spend more most of my time and it's what it's what everybody else sees is that the vehicle I'm driving so yeah, yeah. you'll have friends for years and years and years they yeah. don't see where you live and I haven't seen one of my trucks down here I don't know if it's popular down here as a so it's a Chevy trail boss is my truck yeah yeah I've seen the trail boss. have they been down here yeah because yeah. so what I've noticed here is Tacomas Tacomas are everywhere down there there. there's a um, um, people are very satisfied with Toyota's durability. Well, I'll give you an example. You look at the the Toyota fucking what? What are they called? Land Rover, like the Toyota what? That are in Highlander. Africa? Highlander. Yeah, I think it's Highlander. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's Highlander. Three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand miles. Yeah, you know. So people, the, the workforce, you know, buys has a tendency of buying that because they're like, okay, I'll give this to my kid, you know. Especially like in the Hispanic market, yeah, you know, like that's a big deal. Well, and and like in this region, your vehicles last a lot longer time wise. Because for us, we have to deal with yeah, we salt the roads. Yeah, that yeah, dis- listen, listen to this. People don't know this. Listen to this. Yeah, so they, we salt our roads, and it destroys salt your the roads. What, what does salt the roads mean? Like so, because of the ice. Yes, because the roads get salty and icy, so it's they, so they put down a salt or like a liquid based chemical that keeps the ice and snow away. So you know you get better traction and stuff with your vehicle, like with your with your tires. It's a safer way of, of maneuvering the vehicles on a daily basis. Yeah, 
but that gets kicked up in the wheel wheelbase yes. and it and starts it, deteriorating. It, it, it really and rusts up everything. Really makes your, your vehicles rust fast. Yeah. So you, yeah, your your vehicles corrode a so, last fault. So lot. that's what happens in like Canada or places where there's a lot of snows or Ontario. Yeah. Then in the in the East Coast, what people don't realize is in the East Coast there's a lot of flooding. There's a lot of humidity. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. So underneath the the cars, they get fucking shitty. Yeah. So this is something that people don't comprehend, and this is why I'm taking advantage of this point. Oh, that's great. The California fucking cars, it's always better. Like when people are like, "Well, I, I want to buy a blah blah blah," but in New York they have one for like eight grand cheaper, and it's like, hold on, <laughs> it's gonna be. It, it's been flooded. Yeah. It's rusted, yeah. it's been in snow, it's been the salt, it's been the humidity. There's so many more forces involved in, in, in the value of that car that people don't co- cooperate. Well, I, I've passed vehicles here that I've recognized are like 20 years old, and they still look like they're in yeah, pristine peak. condition. Peak. Yeah. Whereas at home, you don't see them unless somebody unless it's a classic car or like a car that somebody wants to last long because then it's parked in a garage in the winter so it doesn't cease like they there's there's people like in canada if you have a car or even like a motorcycle and you value it it's garaged and and a heated garage it's in a heated garage until street cleaners come out and clean the salt and debris off the roads right in the spring and then once that's done then you'll take your car out but that's like just for shits and giggles what is the cost to install a heater run a heater in your garage and wait for the street cleaners to come and do that stuff. How much extra is that actually costing if, somebody? It, it really depends. If you're doing it just for like a basic garage, it's a few thousand dollars for like the setup. Most places it's natural gas to run the heater, but a lot of places now like the heat in your garage is run through the heat in your home. Unless you have like a separate shop to run your heat. And then you're looking at like, if you have like a fair size shop or garage to store your, your vehicles and toys, the installation and setup, you're looking at minimum $10,000 to run it throughout the winter's two grand a winter to run to run the heater. It's a big garage. investment. It, it is, It's yeah. a big investment. Yeah. And let's say you have a $15,000 motorcycle. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make sense yeah. financially, whatever the case is. I mean, people are, are doing it. It's probably more common now because of technology and, in, and installation and whatever. Yeah. It's more competitive markets. It's still a big deal. If, if, if it's like a garage attached to your house, it's very simple to just loop it into the heat and stuff that goes through our homes. So it's, yeah. it's not a big deal to set it up that way in your home garage. Yeah. If you have a detached shop, that's when it starts getting expensive. Yeah, no, no. So that, that, that's something that I tell people, like, be careful where you're getting your car from. And, and, and that's where the CarMax experience and the, the, car, the Carfax, yeah. you know, of like, oh, this is an East Coast car out-of-the-country car, because our car, you're right. I'll give you another example. Uh, my nationality, I was born in the U.S. My parents are from Cuba. Okay. All right, Cuba's like, oh, man, you know, Ontario and Canadians go to Cuba a lot. Yeah, I've been to, Can- I've been to Cuba. Have you? Yeah, yeah you see? Yeah. It, it's so funny because everybody from Ontario or Canada has been to Cuba, pretty much that I've met. Not everybody. Be- because. I know the package deals. It's and so the, cheap it's so to cheap. go there. I know, yeah. I know. What's funny is, is that there was a time that the cellular service to call Cuba, the reason it was so expensive is because the U.S. satellites would connect to the Canadian satellites, and the Canadian satellites would go to Cuba. Our cell phone coverage is way more expensive than here. Mm. We pay 
mine's a company like your phone. daily your daily your daily cell phone in Canada is six or seven times the cost it is here in the states. Why? I I don't know. I feel like my my, my three and a half year old son. Why? 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 Like so? Not to like <laughs> like what does like your phone cost you for a month? Right now, I have five lines plus two Apple Watches, which okay. is considered a line. So seven lines. It's like three hundred and sixty bucks. Everything's insured. There's not that that's higher in Canada, but there's people in Canada that pay that for like one phone a month. Three hundred and sixty bucks. It'd be like three hundred a month for whatever. Two hundred bucks a month for a phone. Wow. You're not getting a, a you're not getting the top of the line iPhone in Canada for under a hundred dollars a month. It's not happening. Oh, because they're financing their phones. They finance the phones and the packages you're you're well, yeah, for as well. Well yeah, that's different. But, like, but how much is the service? It's still expensive. Like even because every phone is like 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 what's crazy is it, there's a there's a one time a year to trade in your phone. And when you trade in your phone like the Black Fridays and stuff yeah. like that, the trade in like I got this phone. This is an eighteen hundred dollar phone. I've never even seen that phone before. Actually. Oh, dude, this is this is amazing. Like this is full functioning phone here, and then it pops open into a tablet, and then you have your apps and and like it, it's it's got a fucking stand. And this is with a case. This is with a case. It's got a fifty time zoom that I can actually. I have a picture. That's Samsung, that one, right? This is Samsung. Yeah. Let me see if I have this picture because this is fu- this is fucking insane. This is insane. Oh, don't tell me I deleted it. I have a picture of the moon. Like I, I was like, oh, the moon. Let me let me try this out. I zoomed in. This is fifty times. They have another phone that's a hundred times. I zoomed in and it was like, whoa! You could see the craters. Like, <laughs> like it's insane. Well, and and Samsung, their cameras I think are ahead of of Apple. They're they're. Look, this is a downtown view, just like, you know, here, just for shits and giggles. Let's see how that comes out on the camera. Yeah, that's that's a great view. Like, that camera's incredible. It, it, it's it's incredible, and this is not even their best one. No, it's not. Like, like, like I said, I mean, this is their newest fold phone, but look, it's a folding display. I mean, sorry for all the fingerprints, but it's a folding no, display, and it feels great in your pocket. Look, this is the 13. This is the regular one. And look how durable it is to open up. Yeah. You know, that's a 13. You you, you have a 11 or 12? No, it's, it's, I don't even know what it is. The, whatever the company I'm just looking at how many cameras you have. So, so you I, I think that's two I cameras. I think it's the 13, but it's not the Pro. You got the Pro. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the 13, yeah. I think it's the 13, but not the Pro. Yeah. But to type on it is amazing. To uh, watch YouTube video clips. To go to the gym post it up and just like like i have a new thing where it's like i don't fuck around with tiktok okay the only time i mess around with tiktok is when i'm on the stairmaster or a treadmill and i'm doing cardio and 30 minutes 40 minutes goes by so quick especially with something like this I'm oh, yeah. oh so does like tiktok come up like full screen you can just there yeah, yeah, yeah. tiktok yeah, just really yeah it's it's it, it's it's That's mad cool. it's mad and then fold it up in your pocket yeah that's it yeah, that's pretty cool now the ecosystem for apple is what really fucks me up but but this is this is few like let me let i i, I want to show you something like when i do notes actually apple just released a uh, free form 
which I started messing with. Freeform's pretty amazing. Have you have you fucked with that? No, I haven't. No. Oh man, for note taking, there's like you can go on YouTube and and find out how to use Freeform. I did that, and it's pretty impressive. But like notes is becoming way better on something like this, where you can write and yeah. and just you know it, it, there's a stylus. It's no, they, they, this is like I, I don't know what's more futuristic than this. My my kids are four and five, and they can navigate tablets and iPhone stuff better than my parents. Well, four can. and five now. I'm talking twelve years yeah. ago when but iPad wasn't even that good. But even now, they can still navigate. Oh, now they're pros. Yeah. Are you kidding? They're they're experts yeah, at a, this shit. Yeah, Anyways, we did an hour. That's good. We had some drinks. We had fun. Um, I, I'm happy you shared your experience. I'm happy the bike worked out. Yeah, no, it's it's been an incredible experience, and I'm happy to be on the show. Like it's, it's been a great trip all around. Right on, man. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>